one quarter, we've got 92.9 The Game's midday host, Andy and Randy, at a combined 12 feet, 3 inches, and just under 400 pounds, uh, to the best of our knowledge. And in the other quarter, 92.9 The Game's reporter, smoking Joe Patrick, at an undisclosed height and weight, because he likes to cause trouble. Smoking Joe joins us every Thursday at this time to talk Falcons. Hey, Joe. Man, that was one of the that was one of the best transitions I've ever gotten. It was I was, real I was tricky. waiting for it. You guys just couldn't come up with any dirt on me today, I guess. It, it was it was real tricky, Joe. It really was. Uh, you know, especially the the lasting part. But yeah. hey, it is it teaches on. I mean, in, in, yeah. yeah, we could have just could have just gone opposite and said dumb, yeah. dumb. Short term and dirty, but I don't want to say that. You yeah, know what I mean? That's just that's no way to that's hey, no way to talk about a coworker. Yeah, yeah. As far as the last thing goes, I'll I'll refer to uh, Arthur Smith quoting uh, in Latin, "Amor fati," love of one's fate. You know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But we're we're, we're liking it. You know, as, as as we go day by day. It feels like we're uh, closer to finding his replacement. Uh, Falcons announced today that they're going to interview Belichick a second time. What did you make of of that news? I mean, I make of it, I think, what everybody makes of it, which is that it seems like he's clearly the front runner at this point in time. Um, I, you know, I think that it seems like it's going to happen, frankly, unless something like the the Bill Parcell situation back in the day happened where there's, you know, he, it, it's, it's Bill Belichick who decides to, to go elsewhere. There's another team out there that he thinks is better for him, but... Uh, I think it's telling that I think I believe that this will be the only team that he will have interviewed with twice. And I thought that the most interesting part of Ian Rappaport's report that he put out there this morning was the fact that the first interview that he did was not with the front office and other executives. It was with it was a one on one with Arthur Blank. And I think that that tells you a lot about kind of the way that he is treated differently in this search because of how highly regarded he is probably by Arthur Blank himself, but just in general, obviously because of the prestige that he carries. Um, yeah, I don't want to say it's preferential treatment, but it is definitely a different way to go about hiring a coach than I'm sure they're going with uh, with everybody else. Well, I mean, Joe, when you think about it, 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 if it doesn't happen, do you think it'd be more on Bill or because they do got to, they do got to basically interview some more candidates or do you think that anybody can do anything to blow Arthur Blank's? Cause it seemed to me, this is his hire, his socks off that Bill won't be the guy. Yeah, I think that if, if it were not to happen, it will probably be because Bill Belichick decided that. Um, and that's just my feeling right now. And, and listen, the Falcons can't even do this officially, you know, because of stipulations in the Rooney rule. They'll have to have two minority coaches uh, interview in person, which they have not done as far as I know with anybody but Bill Belichick. And I believe Jim Harbaugh, they've, they've, they've acknowledged for everybody else that the interviews were virtual and they just have not acknowledged that they were virtual in the other statements with the, with these two coaches. So uh, I don't think that it's like imminent or anything. So I think there is still some time for things to shake out. Um, But I would say at this point, yeah, I think Bill Belichick is, is the leader in the clubhouse. And I think the Falcons fans should probably start to think about what this might look like uh, with him in charge. And I think that when it, when you, when you think about that, and go to previously what I was talking about with him meeting directly with, with Arthur Blank, you wonder how the Falcons just organizationally are going to look different or could look different with Bill Belichick um, because, you know, he might have, you know, more power than just being 
the head coach of the team like Arthur Smith was. You know, he obviously and that involves personnel and players he's going to want to bring in and, and also what that coaching staff might look like. So I think there's a lot of kind of open ends to this one right now. Yeah, and I understand all of the, the stuff we're talking about as far as the interview process with him is speculation. Like, I, we, we don't know what they covered in interview one. I assume interview two is not because he went in and crushed interview one. I feel like interview two was probably going to happen anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But w- what would you think would would be being discussed when you have everyone else there? Like the first one, whatever they talked about, but not, now that you're going to have Terry Fontenot there and Rich McKay there and sort of the brain trust that still exists of the Falcons, what are the, what are the conversations going to now? Yeah, well, uh, honestly, I'm fascinated by this because I, there's so much mystery as to what actually happens in these meetings, I heard another reporter, uh, Diana Rossini from the athletic talking about uh, talking about it. And she said that uh, like there's even coaches who will put together like podcasts for the teams that they're interviewing with. So they can just kind of have a kind of more of a long form uh, kind of uh, content, I guess, that basically understand more about who these coaches are just personally and what to expect from them when they enter a building. Cause it's not like they, these interviews are not like a typical job where it's like, you know, you go in for an hour or two and then you're out of there and they're on to, you know, interviewing the next person. It's a lot more involved. And so, you know, I think that the first, that first interview with Arthur Blank, and this is just me kind of speculating. If I had to guess that was a part partially about, you know, what are his plans? Like, like very high level. What does he want to do in coaching still? Um, what kind of involvement does does he still want to have? Like, does he only want to be a head coach? Does he want more power? And then I think that they kind of suss some of those things out. And then I would imagine that this next interview that they go into with more people, with Terry Fontenot, Rich McKay, et cetera, et cetera, is really trying to drill into those points and seeing how will we work together? Who, what duties would you know we have in, in a working relationship? Um, you know, maybe there are even some, um, you know, I don't want to say disagreements, but you you just kind of have to hash some things out and hear both parties. And it, it's it's less, you know, it's funny because we talk about these things as interviews. I think of them as more as like you're having like a conversation with a coach. It's not with, like you're with the team. With, with Belichick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah you're probably him. getting asking for input from him, you know, as to, as to what you can do organizationally to improve. Uh, and so, yeah, I think there's, it'll be a very wide-ranging discussion with all these guys. And that's what we talked about, Joe. It's like Bill Belichick interviews you and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. And what did you what did you take of the fact that we saw Joe see that she tweeted out as far as kind of like a comfortability with Rich McKay and Bill Belichick? And I was like, well, we tried to find out something. They never worked together. Yeah, I don't together. know what their relationship so is. Have you, do you, have you heard of anything or any digging about what their relationship might be? No, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, but I would have to imagine that, you know, a, a, a coach like Bill Belichick is going to come in and uh, you just have to imagine that everybody's roles, and I think it starts with Rich McKay, um, will not be the same as they've been for the last, you know, three or four or however many years, basically since, I guess, since, our, since Terry Fontenot came in. They've had a kind of a certain organization, a certain regimen within the organization, and I think that that will – inevitably change somehow. Now, I don't know if that means guys are, are moved into different roles and titles change and things like that. But I think that when it comes to a relationship between those two guys, I'm sure they'll work quite closely. You know, like we, we heard from in the press conference that, you know, Ter- Terry and Arthur Smith were direct reports up to Terry Fontenot. And you wonder if maybe even if you bring in a Bill Belichick as a head coach, if he might not be 
I don't want to say like on par, like on the same level on the org chart as as Rich McKay, but if he might be a little bit more elevated than um, kind of you know the stature that that Arthur Smith was in his at his point in his career. How is your thought process regarding the potential of this? And now it even seems like likelihood of this shifted throughout the last couple of weeks. Because I'll be honest, like when when the report first came out of the the rumor first came out about Belichick, I was like, yeah, right, like no way. That's not how. That's not who they hire. They don't hire guys like that. That's just so counter to what they've done. And then you kind of heard them talk about it, and it sounded a little bit more possible. And now, obviously, it, it it almost seems likely. Have you undergone a little bit of a transition at all in the way that you're thinking about the possibility of this? Um, well, yeah, of course, I'm like kind of the same as you uh, in that you know when you first when you first hear the reports or the rumors, it starts out as kind of you think it's a small chance and. You know, as as that reporting grows and as you see more evidence unfold in front of you, uh, yeah, you start to change your perspective on how likely it might be. And I think what what I'm most interested in and just kind of thinking about is who are the coaches that Bill Belichick will surround him with in Atlanta because the, of the situation that's happening in New England. When when this all when everything was kind of first going down with all the coaching carousel stuff. I kind of thought that Mike Rabel would be hired in New England and Gerard Mayo would go with Belichick to a new team. And Gerard Mayo, from what I had understood, he was kind of the heir apparent. And I thought that Bill Belichick might just bring him along and then he would kind of be the next head coach um, for for wherever he goes because of his age and the fact that he's in this kind of later stage of his career. And it's probably not a long-term, super long-term situation for Belichick. Um, So I'm interested to see kind of what coaches he brings in. I think that that's, the fans biggest concern with Belichick is that he is kind of of a, you know, an, an older era, I guess. Like that's when most of his success in the NFL has come in, in a, in kind of a previous era. We talk about like that golden age of quarterbacks and obviously he had Tom Brady and can he adapt to this kind of new modern landscape where we see a different kind of quarterback, I think emerging as kind of the, the prototype in the NFL. Um, and, and, you know, I think that there very well could possibly be, um, some some different coaches that he associates with. And I do wonder if that's something that the Falcons brass, when they have these meetings, are going to either encourage or recommend uh, that he that he do some of that. Because, you know, the Falcons have had a long-term plan in place with Arthur Smith with some of their coaches, uh, some of the things that they're doing. And you wonder just how much they're going to want to just throw that stuff away because, you know, you can bring in this legendary coach and how much you want that that coach to have to kind of adapt to what you're already have in progress in the building. So I think it'll be an interesting situation to see how it all works out. Do you feel like you're going to have to ask better questions? I, I've, I've been preparing for <laughs> one, a lot more boring days, but also, <laughs> yeah, go. I got to be on my P's and Q's yeah. and, uh, Don't, and have, yeah. some, have some good stuff yeah, lined up for sure. Don't end up on I Twitter. Wanna, who's going to make a smile first, Joe or D-Led? It'll be, it's got to be D-Lud. D-Lud gets the first opportunity. You know, he smirks. When, when you ask him a question, he smirks sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like a, yeah, like a little smirk. Yeah. Okay. That'll be D-Lud, 100%. 100%. Yeah, Joe's going to be the one that makes him cuss. Yeah. That's what Joe's going to do. Joe, we, <laughs> I wish so. what is your name again? <laughs> we appreciate it, Patrick. Joe. Thank you. Appreciate it, All Joe. All right. Thanks, guys.